know their number, touchdown record, and Madden rating. But what about the women that support them on Sunday in the stands and on Monday in the living room? We're talking about the women who support their men's dream of playing professionally and just how messy that can look. Relationships, careers, the honest truth of the NFL life. Let's take a look behind the helmet. to Behind the Helmet. I'm your host, Sydney Warner, and today we have Jocelyn Burks joining us. I'm really excited to have Jocelyn on the podcast today because I so admire the business that she has built and how she's built it. She is a brand and web designer and a business educator. Jocelyn is so passionate about supporting women as they pursue their career of, of their, in their dreams through entrepreneurship. Jocelyn is so driven, and I'm looking forward to picking her brain today about all the things from starting a company to her perspective on the NFL and her experience as a student athlete. So, Jocelyn, welcome. Thank you so much. That was such a kind intro, and I am really looking forward to chatting about those things as well. So, Yeah, and it's so funny because we actually met over our love for volleyball, um, Jocelyn and her husband. Oren. Oren is a linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. They spend their offseason in Nashville just like Charlie and I do. And um, this offseason, we got a couple wives and girlfriends and sisters um, to play in a volleyball league every Sunday. So, um, And we have playoffs this weekend, so let's get after that. <laughs> um, I find that the connection between football and volleyball, I don't know, there's a lot of volleyball and football relationships with the with, at my college and with the Packers, so... What could we say? Volleyball players got it going on. I guess so. Apparently it was like a height thing. And I'm like, well, definitely an outlier for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you played volleyball at Belmont and that is in Nashville, correct? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And is this where you met Oren? Like, how did that all play out? Yeah. So we actually met. um, So I, my senior, yeah, senior year, my senior year, I was, I had always been involved in FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Belmont. Um, And my senior year, I was one of the leaders of um, our chapter on our campus. And we actually, there's a lot of like big, well, not big, but a lot of division one schools or just universities in general in the Nashville area. And we had gotten um, reached out to by a couple of the girls that led the Lipscomb University FCA, which is just down just down the street um, from Belmont. So they had reached out to us with kind of an idea to plan sort of an all Nashville FCA. So kind of bringing together the different universities um, in the area for a worship night, fellowship, just getting to know each other and kind of bringing together other student athletes of faith in the area. Um, And so they had reached out to us and um, wanting to plan this with the first one was just Lipscomb, um, Belmont, and it was also going to be Vanderbilt down the street. So we, um, planned one night to meet up at a Starbucks that was kind of between the three of our campuses. And I was one of the reps for Belmont. So I was meeting up to plan, um, plan the, plan the event. And Oren happened to be the rep for Vanderbilt. So we met at, um, at Starbucks and we started (laughs) planning, planning this event and didn't really get connected beyond that. He obviously caught my eye a little bit, um, but we connected kind of at the end of the semester and, 
were pretty much inseparable uh, after Christmas break leading into my um, second semester senior year and kind of his like junior year. Um, yeah. And so since then, just go and study. Wow. That's so cool. Honestly, just it's cool that y'all tried to get all the different schools in together because in Athens and at the University of Georgia, like we were so secluded. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine how cool that would be. And I always forget how many colleges are in Nashville. Like there's yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, Okay. So you said that was your senior year. Is that right? Yep. Okay. And then, um, so I stalked you a little bit on your website and (laughs) I found out that you had a little side hustle of photography in college. I did. I actually had that basically since high school. So when I was in high school, I, my brother, my older brother was going to be a senior and we had just gotten like a kind of small, but like nice for a beginner little camera. Um, and my brother is going to be a senior. Everyone was starting to get their senior pictures done and high school senior pictures are absurdly expensive. So my, I told my mom, I was like, let me just like give it a try. We'll see if they turn out. I took his senior pictures and looking back now, I, they are absolutely terrible, but at the time (laughs) they were They seemed great. And so I started, I posted some of his and then started having other people reach out to do their senior pictures as well. So I started kind of my first venture into business officially when I was in high school. And that's what I did over the summers to make money um, was did other people, other students, senior pictures when I was in, in high school. So yeah, that kind of just continued on through college and I've always done some sort of photography as well. So yeah. I feel like that gives you a really good perspective, like with your design work and I don't know, just that's photography is such an artistic field and web design. Um, So I feel like if you have an eye for one or the other, you'll be helped out a lot in in both sides of things. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I do branding and web design and I think that photography has just helped me approach it from kind of a holistic brand perspective and imagery is such an important part in building a brand beyond just like the logos and colors and fonts. So I think it helps me kind of approach it from the full visual, visual perspective. So, yeah. And, and you started like Photoshop and all that, like your design, interest peaked in high school and did that transition like straight into college like did you know immediately so I yeah I took photoshop classes I think all four years of high school so that kind of started to teach me um just some general general design I would do some like a little bit of design for my dad's business when I was in high school um and then moving into college I thought that I wanted to be a wedding photographer full-time so I wasn't really I had always done some sort of design I had I guess I would just say an eye for design, but I really thought I was going to do photography. Um, I went into college. I chose the major of entrepreneurship just because I did was interested in business in general and also just photography. That was something that I had already been doing that you can really like teach yourself. You don't need a degree in, but I figured just having a business degree in entrepreneurship would probably be more kind of like long-term applicable, which so grateful I did that. Um, but I did take one design class in college as well, um, for an arts credit, but was always just kind of doing, doing some sort of design work on the side as well as a little bit of photography stuff. Um, but really kind of the creative world. It's, it's, an awesome field to be in, in the sense that you don't have to have that 
expensive college education and everything that I've learned since high school really has just been self-taught, YouTube videos, Skillshare, that kind of stuff, just teaching yourself through learning through others. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're a very driven person and no matter, I mean, gosh, being a student athlete is in and of itself a heavy task. And I feel like you really utilize your time well, obviously during high school because side hustle of photography, but even in college, being involved in FCA and pursuing design and also doing photography and being a student athlete, that is a lot to handle. Um, How was the transition for you going from club volleyball into being a collegiate athlete? Because it's different. Yeah, um, I was fortunate enough to play at a really competitive club. So I feel like my volleyball experience, I was very well prepared for college volleyball in the sense of just being on like a really focused, kind of strict in a sense team. Um, So I feel like I was prepared for the volleyball side of things. And just I mean, moving into college, that's just you're figuring out everything that you're doing. Um, But I think just being an athlete my whole life, you'd always have some sort of time management skill set being developed. For me, it was in high school, I played at a club that was an hour away from my house. So I would drive after school, drive down to the club, have practice from like 730 to 930, get home at like 11 30 or 10 30 finish up some homework late at night so it was just I was always on a different schedule than most of the other students around me just being in a really competitive athletic environment from pretty much middle school on um so I feel like that really prepared me for college and that it's acclimating to a different type of schedule but you always have to be holding yourself really accountable to classes volleyball and other stuff that you have going on yeah absolutely and it's so funny because the football like realm of things, there is no club sport. Like there's no club football. Yeah. So all the time I try to describe it to Charlie, like, oh yeah, like I had to drive like to practice three or four times a week, an hour each way. And then on weekends they were spent in these huge convention halls with hundreds of courts. And to this day, I'm like, I'm just going to take you to a volleyball tournament one day. Like, even if we don't know anybody, like you need to experience what it is like. I know. I want, I'm going to take Orin one too. It is pretty funny because they obviously don't have that kind of thing. I'm like, how does recruiting happen? Like that's where you're just walking around and you're like, oh, there's the coach from Minnesota. There's the, you know I mean? Like all the big schools, you just like see the, see the coaches walking past. You're like, oh, hey, come look at me. Like that's just not how it is in football. It's like high school volleyball is completely irrelevant. Yes. Yeah. It's more just like for fun with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Do you think being an athlete yourself helped you in dating an athlete? Um, I think that there is a general understanding, well, a very good understanding of of what a schedule looks like. Um, and just the commitment that it takes to excel in your sport. So I think that's, it's like, obviously not impossible to date yeah. an athlete if you're not an athlete, but I think it just, there's a level of like common ground and even like being able to encourage each other or maybe know when to kind of back off if things like aren't going well in the sport because you've been through the same things and you just know like the mindset of being an athlete and just that a lot of it is kind of like your own mental battle to push through. So there's times when you might know how to be encouraging and times maybe when you know like, okay, I gotta, I gotta step back and like, he's just working through this himself. So I think there's kind of that level of, of understanding with kind of the mindset and also like schedule wise for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 
It's an interesting balance, especially because volleyball and football are in the same season. So mm-hmm. that like fall time of year, it is slam packed. And yeah. I mean, I know just Charlie and I didn't get to see each other a lot and I didn't get to go to a lot of his games. And I don't know, it was just, it was really nice whenever I did get to go to one of his games and actually like support yeah. him and vice versa. But man, it is it's it's a lot and I feel like in a way it opens you up to um so much like temptation because I reading all the relationship books and everything like that, you know, they say like don't spend together like together time late at night or like in each other's apartments and all this stuff. Um just from a Christian perspective, Charlie and I trying to stay pure and it was like the most difficult thing because the only time of day that you're both available is late at night and like yeah, yeah. you're so exhausted. All you want to do is like you know, put something on the TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was like extra time of prayer, like before going to see each other, but yeah. Yeah. Oren and I, Oren and I didn't start dating. I had just finished volleyball. So he still, he had redshirted. So he had like, I saw two of his college seasons. So that was kind of like, he actually happened to be at one of my volleyball games. We weren't even like friends <laughs> at that point, but he like literally did go to one volleyball That's game. Funny. But I know I'm like, you didn't know then, but you're yeah. watching, watching a superstar. <laughs> um, but yes, I, it was kind of interesting too, though. Like I, it was a very interesting period of probably of two of his seasons where I was like in the working world. And I think that mm-hmm. was kind of like an interesting period as well, where like one person's in college and living like the college life in the sense of like friends are always around that kind of thing. And then I was like working a job at the time. So it was, it was an interesting period for that as well. So. Yeah, that would be interesting. So whenever he um, declared for the drafts, you were already working and were you in Nashville still? Yeah. So I worked at a place called the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. Um, So just obviously I studied entrepreneurship. I've always just been really passionate about business. So I was working at basically a tech startup hub where we supported, um, high growth type of businesses. Um, so yeah, I had been working there for, it had been a year when he was entering the draft, I believe. So yeah. And whenever he got drafted, obviously that process is really interesting. Um, did you both have a feeling like, at that time, did you know that y'all would be getting married? Like, were you like, we're in this no matter what kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. At that point, for sure. I mean, we started talking about marriage. I remember the conversation. It was like six, like we, that was obviously what we had, we're both like working towards, but like an actual conversation about marriage when yeah. we were, had been dating about six months. Um, so going into the draft, that was like, we were a, a little over two years into things. So we both for sure knew um, that we were going to get married and that's what we had been working towards the whole time. So it was not like, a, oh gosh, like he's, this is this big next chapter. Like what's going to happen? It was like, yeah. okay, we're doing this together. And like, yeah. this is exciting for both of us. So yeah. Which, which is so much more comforting, like to go in it together or else yeah. it would be just extremely overwhelming. Um, yeah. Did you know leading up to the draft that like it, odds are like he was going to be in Green Bay or like did did you know so he had visited Green Bay um so we knew that that was one of the teams that had some interest it's kind of funny though because I like teased him so much about Green Bay I'm from Minnesota so I knew what the cold was like and I had purposely 
left Minnesota <laughs> and gone to, gone to the South. So I literally remember like when he was boarding his flight to go visit Green Bay, I like Googled coldest game in NFL history and like sent him a <laughs> screenshot because it's at Lambeau or whatever. So I had been teasing him, but it really has been such a cool place um, for us. We've been there the last three years. So it's been such yeah. a cool place for, for us to end up just fan experience and Lambo and lots of cool stuff like that. So we were super blessed by that. Yeah, that is cool. Um, just, I feel like the Packers have such a unique and awesome fan base. Like that's something just awesome to be um, yeah. a, a part of for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he got drafted. Did you stay in Nashville that first season or did you join him in Green Bay? How did that work? Yep. So we had been, we had already been long distance for a few months. He actually went and trained for the combine out in California. Okay. Um, so we had been doing long distance basically from end of December or beginning of January through the draft. Um, and I had only gotten to see him maybe once or twice, I think in those couple months leading up to the draft. Um, and so, yes, going into the first season, we just, did, we didn't want to move in together before we were married and obviously mm-hmm. Green Bay, there's just, it's not like a big city where I would have a lot of stuff to do that kind of thing. So, and I had my job, which I really, really loved. So the first year, yes, we were, I still lived in Nashville. Um, I was basically, Orin wanted me at as many games, um, as I could be at. So I was basically flying almost every weekend, um, wow. to go, go to the games, um, which fortunately I, my place of employment was amazing and so supportive. So I could kind of be a little flex on like Mondays and Fridays if I needed to be. Um, But yeah, I was flying almost every weekend. I remember I was getting so sick because just so much traveling is so hard on your body. And it really was Uh a very, very challenging year, just in the sense of like, it was so much back and forth and, and just pretty draining. Um, And just to be going back and forth and and having to say goodbye every week is, is challenging. So, yeah. so yeah, the first year or first season for the most part, um, I was just going back and forth and then we got engaged, um, the game over Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving break. It was in, in Minnesota. They played the Vikings over that Thanksgiving weekend. So he had both of our, my family obviously lived there. He had like his family in, but kind of under the ruse of just like Thanksgiving, like it made sense for them <laughs> to be there for the holiday game, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so he proposed, proposed that weekend. So kind of towards the end of that season, we, we were engaged and then I was able to spend kind of most of that like Christmas, um, Christmas period over or up in Green Bay with him there. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. I can't imagine just the first season alone, like even though Charlie and I were married, we got to spend it together. Rookie season is intense because you, you're, you're new to everything. Like, and both of you guys, I can't, I really can't imagine. I mean, you're juggling so much time. And then when you do get to go four games, I mean, you're not getting the most quality time, you know, together. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yay, get to cheer you on on the field and then maybe grab some dinner. And then my flight, you know, is tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. So bye, you know, I'll see you next weekend. Yeah, exactly. That kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Uh, I fly in like Friday night usually. Um, and then, yeah, most of Saturday he's at the facility seeing that night stuff. So so it was definitely, like I said, pretty exhausting. I remember there was like one – I had – one week planned where it was actually the week after we got engaged and I had already been planning to be up there for that full week. But I just remember like getting there and we both just like, Oh, took a breath. We like made 
baked cookies that first night and was like, oh, this just feels like so, so much like calmer. And I'm, I'm here the whole week. It's not like I'm not even getting unpacked, that kind of thing. So yeah. it was definitely a bit, a bit of a draining, draining year, but long distance was like such a blessing for us. So, so I don't, don't regret it for a second. So awesome. Awesome. How was it? I mean, I don't know, at least for me, when Charlie got drafted, obviously huge blessing, but I'm also thinking like, I have all these assumptions about the wives in the NFL and the girlfriends in the NFL. What were your assumptions and how did it actually like play out for you? Yeah. um, I mean, I think everyone has, whether you're in this industry or not, everyone kind of has those assumptions. I mean, there's like TV shows about it. So (laughs) I understand why people do. Um, I had a couple I remember a good friend of mine, Casey here in Nashville. Um, she, her husband has, was in the league maybe one or two years like ahead of us. So I remember just like texting her for like tips and even just kind of like understanding what the next few months would look like that kind of thing. So I was grateful for that. Um, I think green Bay, I, and again, I can only speak from my experience in green Bay, but Mm -hmm. everyone is so kind, so welcoming. It really is, I think, a unique community because we are not in like a big city um, where it's, it really is kind of like a small town feel where everyone's super down to earth and we really are a close community just because there's not a ton of like entertainment or stuff going on outside. Like the entertainment is the Packers, which is yeah. an amazing experience, but there's just not a whole lot of like other um, entertainment or activity sort of stuff going on outside of that. So um, it's definitely a really cool community. I I think that first year is probably just challenging for me because I was coming in and out so much that my like introductions to people were so quick. I didn't really get super plugged in. Um, but year two was definitely a lot better in terms of getting to see, see a lot of the other girls and make, make real relationships. So yeah, everyone up there is so, so kind. And I think my, my experience so far has been nothing but positive words just because we are, it's such a great group and everyone's really close. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think, what kind of happens too is all of you guys are all in the same boat. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to figure it out. Everyone's guys are, you know, super busy. So it's like, and also in green Bay at green Bay, like there's not a lot to do. So you kind of just cling to each other because yeah. there's nothing else going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you joined him the next season, how did you transition away from Nashville that had been your home for years, your job, did you keep it? Did you go remote? How did that transition work? Yeah. So actually it was kind of right before, like a couple weeks before we got engaged, I was kind of like maybe getting a little anxious just in the sense of like trying to figure out what my future would look like. The place I was working at was great, but wasn't necessarily, they hired a lot of like young, young people. So it wasn't like a place where you'd like stay for a long, long time. So I was kind of trying to map out what my next couple years looked like or whatever. Um, so, and I had already like my next step in my mind was like doing my own thing full time because first of all, that's what I had wanted to do my whole life. Second of all, that's just with Oren's career. That's what really was realistic for me being able to pursue a career and what I wanted to do from the start. So it's really kind of like, I felt really blessed that what I've wanted in my career and my life has gone so well with what, what he's doing. Um, so we had kind of had a conversation about that. And like, I had decided that I would leave, leave my job at the start early, kind of the start of that next year. 
Um, so I had already, I was already kind of starting to phase out when we got engaged. I, the place I work, like I said, it was awesome. I gave them like a three months notice so that they could hire someone. So it was kind of a transitional period of preparing to, to do my own thing full time. So probably by February of, of, let's see, when was that? 2019, I was like full-time, full-time doing my own thing. And like, fortunately the, the CEO of the organization I was at in the meeting that I told him that I was quitting, he offered me a freelance job for this like side business he had. Cause he just awesome. enjoyed working with me or whatnot. So I felt super blessed that he, that I kind of already had like a pretty stable, like freelance thing moving out of my full-time job. So, so yeah, since, uh, I guess February, 2019, I've been like full-time doing my own thing in some capacity. Awesome. Yeah, that is yeah. a, that's a huge blessing to be able yeah. to be remote because the NFL, it involves you moving around a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. It's so funny because when Charlie, I guess, met Oren and they were just chatting while they were working out, he's like, Oren's wife does uh, graphic and web design. Have you looked into that? Like you could do that. I'm like, it's not just like something that you just like pick up. Like, you have to have like an eye for it. He's like, I'm sure you could learn. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like it's like a talent. It's like an artistry. Too. <laughs> it's I mean, like, he's talking about it. Like it's like joining like one of those, like, uh, you know, like the sales company where you can just like yeah. hop on board and yeah. like sell Arbon or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll be a graphic designer. No problem. Yeah. Because- <laughs> well, thanks for defending my, my, uh, my career. I appreciate that. Of course. He just was yeah. like, cause I was trying to find a job that was remote. That was, you know, yeah could be flexible and he's like I found one for you and I'm like it's not (laughs) it's not that simple like I appreciate you looking out for me but it's it's just not that simple yeah Um, how have you seen like I guess from starting your business what was your initial um I guess vision for it and have you seen that change or just get closer to what your initial vision was yeah, so it's definitely been an evolution. Most of 2019, I was I had a decent sized contract with that guy that I mentioned that offered offered me kind of a freelance position with what he was doing. Um, so that was a pretty big chunk of what I was doing. I was taking on some kind of random like brand and web design projects. Didn't really have a whole lot of like strategy or structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beginning of 2020, I kind of like officially launched my business. And at the time, I thought I wanted to do brand and web design and brand strategy for professional athletes. And I still think there is a huge market for that. And I, excuse me, I actually have, I'm still working with one of the clients that I started with early, early that year. Um, But I was still, while I was working with mostly athletes, I'd still been taking on other clients just as people had reached out. Um, And I've always been so passionate about serving women in business when I was, it's kind of like my senior year of college, uh, first few months after college, I was, I had done this like little meetup thing with my friend where we hosted like women in business meetups for women of faith that had their own business. And we had a few events and that kind of thing. So I'd always been super passionate about, about like serving again, women in entrepreneurship. So that's kind of who I was also working with. And I think it was like maybe July or August of 2020. Um, so a little less than a year ago, honestly, I just made the conscious decision. I was like, you know what? I really enjoy these projects that I'm doing outside of athletes. I'm just going to start using my own personal social media and talking more about what I'm doing, those types of projects, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when like 
my business really started to grow quickly and just in a much more sustainable way. Um, and, and that's kind of when I embraced like, okay, you know what? Like I thought athletes was the direction I wanted to really be focusing on. And I still think that could be a really strong business in the future. But right now I like, so enjoy serving women. The projects are like, really get me fired up. I think it aligns really, like really strongly with how I see my own brand. Um, so yeah, I embrace that. And that's kind of what I've been doing ever since. And every project I've taken on in the last few months has just been like, I've, I get the kind of project brief that the client sends over. I'm like so excited. So that's definitely what I've been focusing on, um, in terms of who I'm serving and then recently launched kind of some educational pieces in helping, helping women, um, launch their business. So I'm definitely like brand and web design is like my skill set, but my real passion is definitely just in kind of like the entrepreneurial side of it itself. And just the, the kind of liberating and freedom, whether it be financially, time-wise, and just like being passionate about what you're doing, the entrepreneurship brings. So that's what I'm super, super passionate about. And what I like, I'm really gearing up to towards um, focusing on more in the future is kind of that education around helping other women launch their businesses. So, And you just finished your first launch with me eight week training session. Yes, I did. Yeah. And so it it was called launch me the first one. Just if you're listening to this down the road, we're working on rebranding kind of the name of it, but yes, it was an eight week training program to help women launch their business because I know, and this is speaking from personal experience that you have this business idea. And I know so many friends are like this, where they have an idea and you are sitting on it for months, if not years, if you, some things, if you're kind of in like myself, kind of this like digital entrepreneur space, you think everyone kind of knows like, oh, this is how you get your website up. This is how you set up general email marketing. It's things that like I might take for granted, but really I learned like someone that just has a business idea that didn't study business or that just isn't like super involved in this digital business space doesn't know. And so kind of these really like, um, tangible steps that I can be helping with, um, is what the program's focused around. So a big part of it is really helping these women establish their brand and get a strong website up. But the first couple of weeks are focused on like proving that it's a viable business, finding your ideal target customer. Um, and then we move into the brand web design and then it's setting up kind of like the systems and processes so that you're not emailing everyone back manually and just kind of that really like good foundation so that when you start, you might be doing there's still a lot of learning to be done. You're figuring out as you go, but you really have this good foundation where you know that there's potential for it to be a successful business and you at least have a strong foundation so that you look legit and you're able to kind of like put out this really strong front um, when you launch your business. So yeah. All those little details are so, so important. <laughs> yes. And, and also just the like accountability of it all. Cause like, even if someone maybe does know just kind of some general steps they should take, doing like doing it by yourself versus going through a structured eight week program where other women are working on these same things around you is really just a great way to like hold yourself accountable to getting those things done that you know you should be doing. So yeah, it was really, really fun the first time and I'll be running again in the fall. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about it. That is awesome. So in the fall and who like, who is this for? Obviously women, like yeah. what, um, I guess, who did you work with kind of in the past? Um, is it for anybody starting a business or how does that work? 
Yeah, really for anyone that has a business idea or that maybe has been in business for a little bit, but doesn't like feel legit or that knows that they could have a stronger brand presence. Um, So the group this round, there was um, a couple women in like the fitness nutrition coaching uh, arena. There was a couple counselors. There was a couple other graphic designers just kind of based on who who is my audience currently. Um, let's see what else was there. Um, I'm blanking off the top of my head, but yeah, a, a wide variety of kind of mostly I'd say there's a couple product based focus, but mostly kind of that like service based business um, where you're providing a service. You need your online presence to be strong. You're maybe like you and your um, expertise is really kind of like the core value of the business. So really figuring out how you can set yourself mm-hmm. apart from your competition. So yeah. And everyone's from all over the country. It was a really awesome group, different ages and just different past life experience. So it was really cool. We were able to really collaborate together and the, the women were helping each other even beyond like my own expertise if they had something that they could pitch in. So it was so cool. How cool. Yeah. That's, that's so fun. Like from your perspective too, you know, you've built your own business and now you can help others grow their business and get a little sneak peek into what everybody else is doing. And, um, I don't know, it just, it spruces up and it's just exciting. Um, I know that you mentioned that you kind of wrestled with going into business rather than going into ministry. You mentioned that on your website. And I, I adored that statement because I think, um, I myself have, have thought about that before too. And do you have any plans on how to marry your love of graphic design and your love of ministry? Yeah. So a big piece, um, of what I have kind of explored or just embraced over the last few years is that business itself and doing business well and building a strong value-based business is ministry in itself. Mm -hmm. And it might not look like ministry to others, but if you are serving your customers well, if you are, again, doing business well in a world where there's a lot of shady business practices, where people are I don't know, just sometimes not, not doing business the way that they would want to be interacted with. I think that that's a ministry in itself and just something that people notice. Um, and that when there are Christians in every aspect of, of just the, the world we interact with, that's like when the gospel is shared, if we're all Mm -hmm. just kind of like huddled into our churches and sharing the gospel only with each other, like that only is going to go so far and not knocking any other vocation or whatever. It's so important. But I think that that there's like value in just like using your talents in whatever area you feel, feel called to and feel like you're gifted in. Um, and so one of my favorite quotes is, and something that like, I, again, I wrestled with this for a while I was doing, and I could still see myself doing some kind of like business faith sort of based events, but I was really kind of trying to like force the like Christian aspect into what I was doing. Um, but one of my favorite quotes that I had come across that's like stuck with me since the day I read it was, uh, it's by, I think like Martin Luther, it's the, it goes, the Christian shoemaker does their job, not by putting little crosses on the shoes, but by making good shoes because Mm -hmm. God's interested in good craftsmanship. And so it's just like doing good work is, is what we should be doing as Christians anyway. And so it's like, it's not like a matter of, again, just like, screaming that you're a Christian and that you're Mm -hmm. 
uh, putting Bible verses everywhere on your website, even though that's good in its own sense, but really yeah. just like doing good work. And that reflects who you are and what you believe um, from every aspect. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just doing your best for the Lord and serving others um, and, and how you can, how you do your business. Yeah. And like you yeah. said, there, there's some shady things um, in this broken world of ours. And if you can be, you know, the 1%, the 10% that does it the right way and treats people like they deserve, then, yeah. then you're serving, serving the Lord. Um, yeah. And one of my, one of the things, so there's the verse obviously that's talking about working for the Lord, not for men and just doing your absolute best in whatever you do. And I've really kind of found that that is especially more, I guess, more, seems to be more doable when you're doing something that you're passionate about. And so for me and the women that I want to serve, that means pursuing a business idea that they have. Um, and so one of the things that I struggle with when I see people just like, they go there nine to five, they complain about it every day. They like, just can't wait to clock out. And it's like, man, that's just, you're there so much that just cannot be like, you, if you hate it that much, that can't be something that's like honoring to the Lord or yeah. you're like sharing your light while you're doing something that's so miserable to you. So if you can be spending your days doing something you're passionate about and that you're like so excited to talk about and share, it's going to feel less like work. And I think it's going to open you up to more opportunities, just to like bring joy to others and really just use your days in a way that feels more like purpose-based rather than like clocking in and out. So yeah. That's so good. Absolutely. So true. Um, I guess just to round us off here, if you had to um, give advice for somebody trying to find their their passion and their career, what would your piece of advice be for that? And then also, what would your piece of advice be for some for a woman entering the NFL realm of everything and finding and kind of just demanding her space in it. You know, you've done such a good job of um, building your own career in a lifestyle that can be really um, suppressing and isolating. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So first question, kind of finding, finding your, I guess, rhythm and what you're, you feel like you're called to, I would say first, like no one's timeline or the timeline that you have in mind for yourself isn't the timeline that the Lord has or that's mm -hmm. meant for you in your life. And sometimes it can be tough. You don't feel like you know what you're supposed to be doing. You're maybe working a job that you don't love, but you're, I mean, it's like you can't expect to know exactly what your life's calling should be, yeah. like the exact time you want to know it. I remember I worked at like literally out of right out of college, I was working at like a juice bar and I was so, so embarrassed. But at the time I like just needed cash because mm -hmm. I had just graduated college. I was still <laughs> looking for like my first job or figuring out kind of what that first opportunity was. And it's like, you know what, that was a season and it served me. And I was patient and waiting for a good job that I actually really wanted um, and so there's just like a season for everything. So not rushing kind of that timeline and trusting that the right doors will open at the right time. Um, and then also, I think this is something that I wrestle with myself is that like, like I talk about it a lot, like feeling like you're doing what you're called to or your mm -hmm. like your life's mission is. But like sometimes I think we get so caught up in like finding that greater purpose that we miss opportunities for today and opportunities to serve in the moment or just do something you enjoy. So I think like 
rather than looking at like, what's my mission in life? It's like, okay, identify things that you enjoy doing in your daily life and try to incorporate that into, and not that every hobby has to be your career or how you make money, but just kind of taking the time to identify what you actually enjoy doing in your daily life and like what brings you joy and what you're excited to wake up and do rather than just like trying to stress over finding like your life's mission. So definitely something that I I get caught up in, like what's the bigger purpose here, but really it's like, (laughs) okay, what, what do I enjoy doing and how can I do that more in my everyday? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the second question was advice for a girl entering the NFL world, correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it can be intimidating. I don't know. I think that I'm really grateful. I feel like Orin and I are good at keeping this season of life in perspective Mm -hmm. and He's so passionate about football. I love watching him do what he does, but we keep try to keep our perspective on who we are as beyond just our careers, what we do on our daily basis, who we are in Christ, what we mean to each other, and just keeping everything in perspective. So it's a, it's a season that's so exciting and so fun, but it's not going to be forever. Um, I think it's important to keep your friends outside of the football world um, and just kind of keep your connections outside of so that your whole every day isn't wrapped up in just football, football, football. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me personally, I obviously we've talked about this whole time. I'm just so passionate about keeping my own stuff, too. And I know mm-hmm. that that can be challenging, especially like you just said, you feel like you might not have a skill set that is something that is like you can do on your own time from wherever, whatever it might be, but really trying to find ways that you can continue doing what you love um, so that your entire day isn't focused around like, again, football or waiting for your guy to come home after practice, like find things that you're super passionate about. And maybe that might in kind of this season, it might take us a backseat for the time being. Me and Oren kind of talk about this, like this is his chapter and he's like really embracing it and he's doing amazing, cool things. And I'm still pursuing what I love, but like, I think both of our best days are still ahead of us. And just like, maybe my career is like a little bit kind of right now in the backseat in terms of just having to like pack up and move across the country a couple times a year, but Mm -hmm. still finding a way to maintain doing what you love and, and advancing your own personal goals while you're working towards things together as a couple and while you're supporting your guy and what he's doing. So I was a little long winded, but yeah. No, no, no. Great <laughs> advice. Such good advice because if you're not feeling fulfilled, then your marriage is going to start kind of chipping away and everything is just going to start unraveling. So you really, it's like so true. Charlie and I try to, we, we say we try to keep an eternal perspective that, you know, every day is such a gift and nothing is forever and football is especially something that can end in a snap of fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, like Absolutely. you said, keeping your friends outside of the football realm, um, keeping yourself grounded in your faith. And I don't know, there's just, there's a very gentle balance there. And um, I think it's just great advice to also focus on yourself, find where you can serve and be passionate and um, not be solely focused on football and what all that entails so that you can be your best self and yep. the best spouse for um, your husband. So yeah, absolutely. Great advice, uh, Jocelyn. It's been a pleasure talking yeah. with you and learning a little bit more about you. And um, I just 
appreciate your your wisdom and um, admire what you're building. Thanks. This is such a fun conversation. So thanks for having me. Yeah. All righty. Well, guys, this is Jocelyn Burks with Behind the Helmet. Y'all make sure to stay tuned. She's going to be launching another eight-week training in the fall. So fall 2021, right? Yes. I'll have more information if you go to my website, jocelynburks.com. Not trying to plug anything, but I will be posting <laughs> information there. You can sign up for like a wait list if that's something that sounds interesting to you. So yeah. Yeah. And y'all follow her Instagram. It's so aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it'll it'll make your day. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Jocelyn. I actually pre-recorded that with her back in, I guess, early spring when we were both in Nashville. And since then, she has done some awesome rebranding. And I just wanted to clarify the launch with me that we talked about is actually called Level Up Launch Club now. And it starts this February. February 2nd will be... Um, the next cohort instead of this fall. So if you're interested, which I think you should be, go check out her um, Level Up Launch Club on her website. And also, like I mentioned earlier, follow her on the gram. <laughs>